An entitled Karen tried to rob me of my Lego set at a store. And after harassing me and saying terrible things, I ended up getting revenge. Here's what happened. For some context to the story, I have loved Legos ever since I was four years old. The other day, I was at the mall to buy some Legos. Since I had lucked out on winning some money at a small-scale esports tournament, I picked the set I wanted and noticed it was the last one of its kind on the shelf. I didn't take much notice of this, but oh boy, did it cause me problems later on. As I was walking out of the store, I saw an entitled Karen who was walking around the store, turned around, and came right towards me. From her crappy hairstyle and her angry look on her face, I knew what was about to happen. She approached me, and the following conversation happened. She said, The set you're holding is out of stock in the store, so could you give it to me? I was genuinely confused by what she was asking me, but I decided I'd turn her down because this was just ridiculous. I looked at her and I said, Sorry, but no, I just got this set for myself. I can't give it to you. She then says, Listen, kid, there's no way someone as old as you still plays with Legos like a baby. Now give it here so I can buy it at the counter. I would have given her the benefit of the doubt about not knowing that I'd bought it already, except I already said that I had bought it and that she was there watching me buy it right behind me. Also, she literally said I was too young for Legos, but called me a kid at the same time. I looked at her and I said, Sorry, ma'am, I just bought it and I cannot give it to you. She laughed at this point. There's no way someone as young as you can carry around their money in a store like this. You're probably waiting for your mom to come here and give you the money to buy it. Now hand it over. At this point, I got upset. Since she not only insulted my age twice, but also somehow thinks I'm too old to play Legos, but too young to have money. So I point to the age range on the box and it says 1 to 99. I say, as you can see, I'm very much within the age to play with Legos. And may I ask why you're here? Since if your brain isn't functioning properly, you're probably over 99 anyways. And after I said that, this entitled Karen's face was red hot with anger. She then began screaming at me. Listen here, you stupid brat. Give me that set or you'll face the consequences. I just said, oh wow, I didn't know there was consequences for not giving stuff that you bought to some random person. Do you even know who I am? I can get you, as well as every other filthy person you know, banned from this mall for good. Now give me that set. I honestly did not believe her when she said that. Because this mall was owned by multiple shareholders, and not just one single person. Plus, even if she knew just a few of them, banning a person required something actually bad to happen between me and the mall. I'm not giving my set to some random weirdo who thinks she owns everything around her. I then just stared at her with a bring-it-on look on my face. And this is where she went even more wild. She said, People like you don't deserve to have things like that, you little brat. Now give it to me. My daughter wants it more than you. At this point, a few people were starting to stare from around the store, especially after she started to raise her voice. At this point, I just doubled down and said I'm not giving you anything I bought with my money. This entitled Karen's kid, who was also playing in the Lego area of the store, came over to their mom when they heard the commotion. The moment I looked at her face, I felt so bad for her because she was absolutely overridden with embarrassment. She tried to butt in as we argued. Mom, please stop. I don't even want that set. People are staring. The entitled Karen then turned to her kid and said, Stay out of this. The kid looked scared and just backed off behind her mom. Then the entitled Karen looked at me and if looks could make someone dissolve, this mom would have eviscerated me. Look what you've done. You're embarrassing me in front of my kid just because you're so selfish. You can't just give me the Lego set for my daughter. You are such a moron. Now give me that set or I'm gonna call security. After she said this, I looked her square in the eye and I just said, go ahead, call him. The entitled Karen then does just that. 
that. She calls the security, but then strides up to me quickly and hits my hand hard with her bag so I drop the set. She then picks it up and holds it as if it's hers. All the while, her kid is trying to tug at her dress and tell her to please stop. The entitled Karen then turns and yells at this kid, saying that she's doing this for her and screaming for her to go back. At this point, the security had finally shown up and they had just seen the part of the kid running away. This entitled Karen tried to run after her kid, but was stopped by security. They question us, but when I tried to speak, she interrupted me and just started yelling. What took you so long? Arrest this man. He tried to steal the set I bought from my daughter. They looked at me weird for a second, but then I spoke up. I asked them if we could just check the cameras, because then they would know the truth. After I said this, this lady's face was redder than a ripe tomato. She then tried yelling that there were no cameras in here, but I pointed to a camera about four meters away from where we were standing. I also added that I'm sure at this distance it would have recorded all the audio as well. I smirked smugly at this entitled Karen as her face went paler than a marble floor. I wondered if she was a lizard person who could change colors. After we checked the cameras and the audio, they immediately kicked her out of the store and banned her from coming here ever again. When I left the store, much to my terrible disappointment, she was waiting for me by the entrance of the mall. I can't describe how bad I felt for this kid, especially as the entitled Karen screamed and yelled at me, claiming that I was selfish. And at this point, I had just had enough because I yelled back at her saying, you can keep that trash talk for the police because I'm calling and reporting you for assault and harassment. And then suddenly at this point, she went quiet and tried to apologize, but I was not having it. I ended up calling the cops and she bolted for her car. Thankfully, I took a picture of the car with a number plate as she was leaving and gave it to the police when they arrived. I also showed them the camera evidence of both the things that she said in the store and at the mall entrance. They asked if I wanted to press charges and I gladly replied with a yes. A few days later, I get a call from the cops telling me that she would have to pay $3,400 for the assault and harassment as well as spend three days at the station plus 700 hours of community service after all of that. They said that she was married to a really wealthy husband who is the owner of a famous local brand and this specific local brand did have a big share in the mall. But as soon as he heard what happened at the store, he decided to pay absolutely no bail to reduce her sentence. So in the end, I got glorious revenge. But I can't help but feel a little bad since her punishment was pretty brutal. So what do you think? Am I the jerk in this situation? This story and situation is absolutely brilliant. Because first and foremost, you are not the jerk here. You did everything right. You stood up for yourself. You called the cops on this lady who was harassing you outside the mall. And this lady assaulted you. I'm surprised the people in the mall didn't call the cops sooner. So no, you are not the jerk. If anything, you did everything right and you handled that perfectly. You got a picture when she tried to run off and you had all this evidence to use against her. And in my opinion, the worst part about her sentence is the fact that she has to do 700 hours of community service. That sounds absolutely miserable, but after the way she treated you, I think she got exactly what she deserved. And while it doesn't happen often, sometimes you can get that glorious revenge on an entitled Karen who absolutely deserves it. If you like this story and would like to submit your own, check the link in the description for the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. We would love to hear about your experiences. An anger management therapist throws an absolute temper tantrum over just a few dollars at the restaurant I work at, and I could not be more surprised. So I thought this particular couple was going to be my last table. They seemed to be done with their meal, so I wanted to get them paid and off my mind. I had a sudden rush of about 12 to 14 people in my section, and I really just wanted to go home at some point tonight. After they declined dessert, I dropped their check off and resumed setting up my two large parties that just came in. As I'm stressfully trying to get things moving with one of the 
parties. The guy from the couple is waving me over to their table. I'm thinking in my head, oh, please don't order anything, just leave. When I come over to this guy, he looks irritated and starts to argue with me over the price of their drinks. One of them is discounted because it's on the late night happy hour menu, but the other one is not. I try explaining this to him, but he keeps insisting that if I discounted one, that I should discount the other. For the record, I don't discount the drinks myself. The prices are already set in our system on the computer. He's getting more and more annoyed as he's incessantly flipping through our drink menu, intent on finding something to support his argument. He then turns to the page with a list of drinks that have late night discounts, and I immediately point to the page. As I'm trying to explain exactly why these drinks are listed the way they are, he slams the menu closed on my finger and continues on with his angry rant, stating that this should have been explained to him, especially since one of their drinks wasn't going to be discounted. At this point, I had had enough. I had already pulled my finger out of the menu that he slammed close, and I said, look, I'm going to go find a manager to explain it to you. Then I turned around and walked towards the kitchen. He then starts shouting, where are you going? Why are you walking away? As if I didn't just explain to him what I'm doing. I was starting to get irritated myself, especially since he was wasting my time when I needed to take care of two large parties. I explained to my manager that he was crying about not getting a happy hour discount on a non-happy hour drink. I also told the manager that he just wanted to argue with me and that he slammed my finger in the menu when I was pointing at the happy hour drinks trying to explain this to him. I explained this to my manager and I apologized that she would have to waste her time dealing with this nonsense. So she walked over to just go ahead and deal with him. He told my manager that I lost my temper with him and that his girlfriend went to wait in the car because she was scared of me apparently. He added that he's a therapist, that his office was just up the street and that she should consider sending me to him for some mandatory counseling. For the record, no, I did not lose my temper and your date did not leave because she was scared. She left because your little temper tantrum over the price of a drink, maybe two to three dollar difference, was embarrassing her. After he left, we looked up his business and got a huge laugh out of it. It didn't list his qualifications and most of his Google and Yelp reviews just completely trashed him. And most of the people that went there were just referred from traffic court. The last time I was sent to traffic court, they provided a list of qualified traffic schools to attend. So somehow this clown got on one of those lists. Reviews included people saying he doesn't know what he's doing. He often tells people that they need to pay cash because the credit card reader is down that day, also known as possible tax fraud. And he makes people write positive reviews about what they've learned and accomplished in exchange for their completed documents. Needless to say, this guy was a complete joke. You know you have issues when you lose your temper over 2 to $3 for a drink. It's as if this guy just didn't want to accept the truth and read that, hey, I was wrong. And the fact that he's an anger management therapist and he acts like this in public is unfortunately a very telling sign that he is not practicing what he is preaching. And what kind of toxic scumbag would make other people give him positive reviews just so they can get their completed records? That has got to be some kind of unethical behavior, especially from a therapist. I mean, come on. But hopefully next time he just doesn't go to that restaurant because clearly he doesn't know how to read and he is just going to get upset over a 2 to $3 discrepancy on the final bill. I snooped through my husband's phone and found a Tinder verification email from four years ago, and I don't know what to do. So my husband and I have been together for five years, and we've been married for one. He's not given me any indications of cheating before this incident, so I was feeling very insecure about myself the other day and did something that really made me feel bad. I went on my husband's phone and went to his emails and typed in Tinder to see if he had ever been on this app behind my back. We met on Tinder ourselves, but deleted it together five years ago. And 
wouldn't you know it, after checking through the phone to see if I find anything for Tinder, I find this email asking him to verify his email for Tinder four years ago, meaning that one year into our relationship, he had re-downloaded Tinder. I never found any other messages or emails on his phone that were suspicious. But now, because of this email, I don't know what to do. On one hand, I know I did something wrong, and I should not have invaded his privacy and gone through his phone. But what if he did something wrong too, and this is the only way I would have found out? The only legitimate reason for it that I can think of is that at one point, he looked through and downloaded all sorts of messaging apps for work, because he was designing a fake messaging app for some presentation, and was looking for different styles online for some inspiration. I remember him asking me to download some too, so he could see how the chat looked with me. And I remember him talking about the way Tinder looked back then as well. The problem with that is that I don't remember if those conversations with him happened three, four, or five years ago. So at this point, I'm stumped on how to proceed from here. Do I ask him about this and admit that, yeah, I went through your phone and found something sketchy? Or do I keep quiet about this because I was an idiot for going through his phone behind his back in the first place? What should I do? I think realistically, you just need to talk to your husband and ask him what's going on with this. You've been together for several years and it's not like you don't know this man. So in your heart of hearts, I'm assuming you probably think there's no way he would cheat on you. And to be honest, I think you're right. And I think you've also done a really good job of explaining why he might have downloaded Tinder once again. From the sounds of it, it looks like it was a work-related thing where he was trying to figure out some kind of user interface for a thing that he was doing with work. And that's maybe why he decided to re-download it just to look at their interface to get inspiration or something like that. But as of right now, you legitimately only have an email trying to confirm that he was downloading Tinder. Like, that's it. You don't have anything else. It'd be different if you went through his phone and found like text message conversations or emails or photos or something, something to indicate that he's cheating. But right now it's just nothing. If anything, you should just bring it up with him and say, hey, this is what I found on your phone. And in my opinion, going into that conversation, you then need to be ready for the conversation about how you went through his phone without asking. I mean, at the end of the day, that is a breach of trust. And you went through his phone on a whim just because you're feeling paranoid, which in my opinion, isn't really a good reason or a good thing to do. Because if anything, it's just a reason to cause friction in the relationship. So hopefully this conversation goes well, and hopefully he just downloaded Tinder for a work-related situation. Otherwise, this situation could get a lot worse. My friend seems to enjoy finding ways to humiliate me, and I'm really not sure what to do. So I've known my best friend Mary for about seven to eight years now. Mary is not her real name. I've had her back through tough times, and she's had mine. The rest of this post might make her sound really bad, but honestly, she is not a bad person. She's a kind and caring friend. But there is one thing I've noticed that she does a lot lately that I don't understand fully. She seems to keep finding ways to make me feel humiliated. Recently, I was at her place and she came out of the bathroom. She sighed and said, This is awkward, but every time you use my toilet paper, you pee on the floor. I'm sorry, I didn't want to say it, but I'm just so tired of cleaning it up. I was genuinely shocked and embarrassed and I believed her. It's not a problem I've ever had anywhere else, but maybe there was a chance I was just careless or there's something about her toilet that makes me stand up funny. The next time I used it, I was very careful and made sure I checked the floor after I was done. It was perfectly dry, so I just washed my hands and I left. Ten minutes later, Mary used the bathroom, comes out, and says the same thing. Um, you peed on the floor again. But I know for a fact I didn't. I made it a point to check the floor thoroughly before I left that bathroom, and I know for a fact that it was dry. So I told Mary this, and she just shrugged and said, Okay, if that's what you want to tell yourself. Another example involves when I was trying to learn Spanish. I've been working really hard and doing three to four hours of my personal study every night, as well as attending 
private lessons. Every time I mentioned something I learned to marry, she would correct me, which was really weird because for one, her Spanish is at the same level as mine, and also, I know just enough to be able to tell that she's usually wrong, but I would just let it go, as I figured maybe she was just right in a different Spanish dialect. We went to a Spanish language cafe so I could practice, and I wanted to order some hot chocolate, but I wasn't sure what the word was in Spanish. I was about to get out my phone to check, but Mary said, it's chocolate gaseosa, and for me, that just didn't sound right, but my Spanish is still beginner level, and the waiter was coming along, so I just went with it. The waiter looked really confused, but a little amused at my attempt. We muddled through a conversation where he was able to finally work out what we actually wanted. I looked up what Mary had told me, and the word she told me in Spanish basically meant fizzy chocolate for some reason. There's a bunch of other examples I won't get into, because then this post would be very long. But what I want to ask about is how do I bring this up to her? I don't want to start a fight about it, but the few times I've pointed out that she's not being truthful, or that I don't agree with what she's saying, she's blown me off and been very dismissive. What should I do? I've got to be honest, it really does not seem like this is a good friend. She is treating you very poorly, like she's actively making fun of you and gaslighting you in really weird ways. Like she made you think that you peed on the floor. Like, come on, that's just weird. And she made you purposefully say the wrong word at a Spanish restaurant, all because you're trying to learn Spanish. It's pretty toxic in my opinion. If I was in this person's shoes, I would definitely talk to my friend about this and try and figure out what the problem is. And to the credit of the original poster, that's exactly what they did. The OP goes on to say that they talked to Mary for a few hours and they gave them some examples that they had come up with, basically explaining that the way she's been acting has made her feel really humiliated, stupid, and small. And at first, apparently Mary was very dismissive of this and basically said that she was making a big deal out of nothing. But thankfully, the original poster did not drop the subject and pushed further, trying to figure out what the problem was. And apparently, Mary was just trying to test the boundaries of where their friendship really is. And apparently, this has to do with some previous friend that Mary had that made her feel like garbage. And so she's basically made it a habit to do this to other people, which is just crazy to me. Mary then goes on to explain that the original poster is the only person that she's ever run into who doesn't push back against her when she tests the limits of their friendship. This is her way of testing if someone is actually wanting to be in her life unconditionally, which in my opinion is really toxic. To push someone's boundaries just for the sake of it, also you can try and stir the pot and see who they actually are, is a very good reason to drop someone off when it comes to being a friend. And I can see why other people have kicked Mary to the curb when she's treated them like garbage and gaslit them. So in my opinion, even with this update and with Mary explaining herself for the original poster, I would drop this person as a friend. She tried to convince you that you peed on the floor when you know you didn't. And that alone is more than enough for me to say that this is not someone that I want to be friends with. Today, I messed up by accidentally throwing a full glass of wine at a complete stranger who was celebrating her birthday. So a friend and I went to a winery and started with a glass of red wine. I was really doing my best to make a good impression because he's a friend of mine that I met online a few months ago and we were just meeting in person for the first time. So I was already a bit nervous and anxious about the whole meetup, which is totally normal when you're meeting someone from online. As we were standing at the tasting bar just chatting, a group of women walked in the main door and one of those women were wearing a birthday sash. Immediately, one of the birthday girl's friends came right up to my friend and I and started chatting. So naturally, we started chatting back. She seemed super cool. Then her birthday friend comes up to us and says, oh, are we making friends? And quickly puts her hand out to me to introduce herself. I was kind of caught off guard by the quickness of her gesture, which made me a little nervous. So I tried to suppress the nervousness by matching her energy by moving my hand quickly forward 
forward to shake her hand. I move so quickly that I bump my full glass of wine out of my other hand, basically throwing the glass of wine directly at her with the glass shattering at her feet. And needless to say, I was mortified. My friend stood there in shock as I apologized a million times to the woman, making sure that they were okay. They were all wearing sandals to make matters worse. What made things slightly better is that the women were so unbelievably cool about it. When they stepped back from the rubble, they all bursted out laughing and told me that was something they would all do and to not worry about it. Someone from the winery came by to help clean up the glass and the winery was nice enough to give me another glass of wine. Another bystander who witnessed the event brought me a rubber wine glass that are sold in the gift shop and told me that I should give rubber wine glasses a try. I completely recognized the joke and appreciated other people trying to make me feel like it wasn't a big deal. After all that, my friend was cracking up and was totally supportive as well. He said he was very happy to have experienced this event. I told him that this is just what it's like to be around me. I'm weird, socially awkward, and I do and say stupid things. But in all of that, I always promise an entertaining experience. Even though no one got hurt and it wasn't a big deal, that event has replayed in my mind a million times since it happened. Even though I tried to play it off as cool as possible and joke about it, I am still so horribly embarrassed. So I'm hoping that sharing this experience will give my brain a rest from the event and actually be able to laugh at it myself. I think all things considered, this definitely could have been a lot worse. Someone could have gotten hurt, someone could have gotten offended, but luckily it looks like the birthday girl and her friends were there to have a good time. So if anything, you can at least smile about that. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.